0: welcome to you need therapy the happy people podcast or in more realistic terms the mental health podcast for young adults where we talk about everything mental health related and we have the conversations that no one wants to have because they're uncomfortable so welcome to the community i'm so glad you're here and let's hop right in Welcome back to You Need Therapy, your mental health podcast with your favorite host, Emily. Um, that's me. Hi. Uh, I'm completely off the rails and have no, no, absolutely zero place in giving you uh, mental health advice. But you know what? We're here anyway, and we're holding hands as we do it together. Um, so, if you're new here, like I said, my name is Emily. On this podcast, we talk about everything mental health related. Um, we hit all the uncomfortable topics and we get unbelievably personal. Okay, you guys know some details about my life that you probably shouldn't, but you do. So, here we are. Um, so, on today's episode, I have the absolute privilege of interviewing my friend Kaylee, um, who I actually know from working with her back in Colorado. We tell that story at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, so I got to work with her. I I've known her since I was 17 and I'm 20 now, almost 21. So exciting stuff. Uh, but we talked about everything health and wellness related. We went over some of the most toxic parts of the fitness community, how what we see on social media is an absolute lie half the time, and everything in between. Um Yeah, uh, I usually start each episode off with what I like to call my life breakdown, but uh, whenever I have guests, I don't do that because I like to just hop right into the interview. So yeah, we're going to get into that. If you're new here, hi, welcome. Um, I'm so glad you're here and I love you so much. If you're not new here, thank you so much for continuing to listen and come back to this podcast and be a part of this family. Um, I love you all so much and we are going to get right into this beautiful conversation with Kaylee. Okay, so hello. Okay, first, if you just want to start out by introducing yourself and what you do, who you are, a little bit about you, all that.
1: Yeah, um, well, my name is Kaylee. I have been, there's so many academic adventures. It's actually insane, thing <laughs> on my fourth college. Um, but I'm currently and finally finishing out a health science degree. Um, <clears throat> I'm also a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach through the academy of sports medicine, having gone through my own personal journey of a hundred pounds lost, um, and regained and lost again, um, and just really kind of fighting my path and the importance of teaching people to love themselves while they're trying to get themselves figured
0: out. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. So beautiful. I love that. Um, so... Could you give us like a little more background on your personal experience with health and wellness and what kind of made you so passionate about this topic and and this line of work?
1: Yeah, um, I think that's how like people's passions start is like personal experience, like they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest things was I... So my end goal is to be an empathetic and kind person for people struggling with weight gain, weight loss, anything in between, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are attempting any form of weight change, it's because you wanted to improve something, right. most of the time, in a healthy way. Um, and that's my goal. And so when I was, I've struggled with weight my whole life. Um, got, uh, I moved in 2014, so that would have made me an eighth grader. And I moved to a town in Texas, a little town outside of Fort Worth, and it was one of the most athletic towns I'd ever seen. And I was very physically not athletic looking, (laughs) and that made it so hard. Mm -hmm. It was crazy how, especially like as high schoolers and teenagers, like if you're in any way physically different, it is immediately pointed out and really like makes you isolated from the large herd, you know? and. So since then I had, in high school, I was a performing arts kid. I kind of stepped away from sports when I realized I was very physically different from everyone else. Um, very overweight. Um, and I had tried every diet I I tried every nutritionist. I had tried every personal trainer, every gym. Um, and in eighth, in eighth grade I was probably right at 200 pounds, which is really high for my height. Um, you don't know me. I'm four foot 11. So there's not <laughs> a lot to work with there. Uh, very fun size. I think and, you're the
0: only person that I'm taller than.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely been a fun adventure. Um, and so I just, I remember thinking, aren't these people that I'm, I'm asking for help are supposed to be nicer than they are?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I would have nutritionists to be like, well, just don't do that. And it's like, that's, kind of bs like wait like there's more to this and I know personal trainers just going yeah you just, need to, you just need to work out more you just need to sweat harder and you know I bet you can feel my eye roll from here because it's like <laughs> everyone's had probably a journey of like well that just didn't that just didn't work right it's like there's like five percent of the population that actually works for it they be like oh well, just don't do it and they actually just don't do it anymore <laughs> and I just remember thinking like there's gotta be more than this and I ended up, my senior year of high school, attending a boarding school in Arizona, um, that was focused on weight loss for young adults and teen women, um, young women and teens, um, all girl school. And at that time, they really just opened the door to like what it meant to be empathetic and kind for people. And that just like started me on this lifelong journey over the past five years of making that more accessible to people because it was a very financially taxing program, um, but it was one of the best in the countries and I would never trade it for the world. And I would recommend it to anyone who went, um, they do have scholarships and things like that. So if that was ever something anyone was interested in, I
3: totally
1: recommend checking it out. But, um, I spent 14 months there going from my family, my friends, and my home, my mm-hmm. senior year of high school, and I lost a hundred, over a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And what no one talks about is like the emotional and mental journey, losing weight, gaining weight, any form of health mm-hmm. is. And this was the first time this boarding school was empathetic and kind and their trainers were knights and their trainers were like yelling at me, you know, like forcing me to brought two miles. And we were doing therapy and reading books that were improving our mental and emotional health. And um, so that just, that in itself was like a journey that just sent me along my way to just realizing that this needs to be accessible to everyone. Because I think it's so uncommon, and I could talk about that forever, um, how people forget to talk about your mental health with your weight loss journey or your weight gain journey, like your relationship with your weight, whatever that looks like for you. Right. So that kind of is my personal adventure and how I got set on this trailblaze to (laughs) make empathy more common in the fitness world, because I think there's a lot to be said about having walked in someone's shoes. Um, and there's no hate to trainers who have lost weight or haven't, you know, I'm not saying that, that makes you automatically makes you like an asshole, <laughs> but I, I do think, I do think that there's a lot to be said to tell someone like, oh, I've personally like been through the hellfire. Like I totally
2: get it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I, it's, I love when people put empathy and just like kindness over everything else. Cause oh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> Um, and I liked that you mentioned the feeling and like being noticeably physically different from everyone because I remember because I was a competitive dancer for nine years, and so I remember, and I'm always like, I have more broad shoulders, I have wider hips, and I look so different than, and you're in in a tight leotard and tight, like, you're completely you can see everything. Yeah, they're never like us, like
1: appealing
0: outfits to be in and performing arts no never oh my gosh So oh, yeah so I, I remember that oh I don't look like all these little skinny people <laughs> but also I feel like that's also something to note is that those insecurities can also resonate in those little skinny people that we like you know think are oh my god I want that body type but they might be thinking the same thing about you know us so you know it's a it's a balance <laughs> it is
1: it is balanced for everyone in their own way
0: yeah um so with that mix of mental health when it comes to fitness and everything what is like is the majority of what we see on social media when it comes to health and well-being like the I don't know if you've seen, like, the that girl routines mm, and, mm-hmm. like, the all the diet fads. Everything that we see, like, majorly advertised for fitness is most of that toxic and almost counterproductive to healthy weight loss, weight gain, everything. <clears throat> well, I think, like, that's in itself is,
1: like... So, like, I started... Uh... Personally, I've kind of been starting down the path of like making TikToks and social media. I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, kudos to people who like consistently as influencers are intending to be like posts on social media. Couldn't be me. I'm having the hardest time. <laughs> I'm like an elderly woman. I'm only 22, and I'm like, this is awful. But like, I, I see the importance of it, you know, because like I think it's so common nowadays that it's too good of an influential space to not use.
2: Yeah.
1: But with like you're saying, everyone can put their opinion out there,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And a lot of the times it can be toxic, a lot of times it can be really negative or hurtful or painful or mean or self deprecating, whatever it is. And so specifically the health and wellness world, as someone who's had a fair consumption of it, right. Um, as a 250 pound girl and as a 145 pound girl, I think that I would never directly tell someone that this person is being toxic, but I would definitely say like, use your filter. Like, how do you feel about yourself after you've consumed some of the content someone's putting out? Um, do you feel really restricted after getting some people's advice or do you feel really empowered? And I think that's kind of what it comes down to because like, there's some TikToks I've seen where I'm like, yeah, like they have some really good points. I'm going to repost this. This is a good idea. Cause I guess that's a new feature on TikTok you can do. And there's others where I'm like, no like this just feels a little too a little too intense a little too restrictive because I, I'm a huge fan of intuitive eating and mm-hmm. things like that as well um, I think there's a good space for calorie counting but I think that comes into play when you have a very specific goal um, and so I really think it's that and also are you taking advice from someone that you want to look like or are you taking advice from someone that you want to be like because I think those are two different things Like if you're taking advice from someone who is rigorously consistent at the gym and with their meal planning and things like that, that's solid advice to take. But if you're watching a 250 pound bodybuilder male talking to you as a four foot 11 female, you know, like, (laughs) like there's always so much that that crossover is for. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think to answer your question, it really just like boils down to how are you going to allow this information? And like on what value scale are you going to give it in your head um, and just to be smart and stuff like that. And I will say there i some where it's just plain wrong. And I think deep down a lot of us know when it's just plain wrong. Right. Advice. Yeah. Um, so just do your research on the person you're listening to, on the people you're listening to, and and really just filter it through. How does it How does it make me feel after I've consumed it? Um, because nine times out of ten when it's not good for you, you don't feel too great. You feel kind of discouraged
0: at the end of it yeah so. no i know I, I like anytime i get on like tiktok or youtube and i see like the the clean girl aesthetic and like the mm-hmm. that girl routines i'm like i just feel bad about myself now you just feel dirty and like
1: there's clothes on my floor and i, I don't have new walking shoes <laughs> or oh my gosh my slick background makes me look like a, like a founding father not like a cute girl like this is just not it And so, yeah, I totally agree. It's just ridiculous.
0: And, like, I just, like, I'm, like, I'm not waking up at 5.30 to do Pilates every day and, like, drinking lemon water, like. Yeah, it's just, it's so,
1: that's a soapbox I could get on one day. But it's just so unrealistic. Mm -hmm. It's so unrealistic to assume that in order for you to succeed, you have to do what some other person's doing. Right. This person is doing what is successful for them. Mm -hmm not what will be successful for you and so like for some people waking up at 5 30 is good for them if i wake up at 5 30 i'm gonna murder somebody like that is not for me i would rather work out at 9 30 at night you know or like i'm currently a nanny and a college student like i don't really have a lot of time to be exercising Mm -hmm. and um, a, an amazing book that I literally tell every single person in my entire life. And I like shut it down their throat borderline the <laughs> to read is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read it tonight, I recommend you can find it on Amazon. You can also buy audiobooks, or even just listen to of his interviews for free. Um, but he literally says so many good things, but one of them is like, every action is a book towards the person you're wanting to become,
2: oh. right?
1: Not what everyone else is wanting to become, but what you're wanting to become. And so. Maybe you're not always a person who runs, but on the days that you do go for a run, you are a runner. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important for you, right? And so I think that's definitely something to think about is um, how am I making this complimentary for me and not complicated for me? Because those are two very different things. And so I will sometimes over and over again just tell someone, is what you're doing complimenting your life or complicating it? It's that simple.
0: I love that. That like, oh. That tickled my brain in all the right spots.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that was
0: inspirational.
1: That was, my friend. That was encouraging. Like, get I mean, that on really a t-shirt. That. <laughs> it's all about the filters that you're you're putting into place. And I'm never gonna sit here and pretend I'm perfect. Like, i have a stranger. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, that finger routine would totally work for me. And I'm like, no, it will. I don't even really like a lemon in my water. Why would this work for me? You know, like I'm not a morning person. Like, come on. Oh but I definitely think it's applying it
0: however you see fit. Right. Well and I like that like you mentioned like it might not be every day that you do something, which I think is so important because I know and I think this has to do with like the hustle culture and like everything oh. like that. I'm like if I don't do like if I don't work out every day, if I don't eat like this every day, if I don't do it every single day, I failed. Oh yeah. Like if that's I sleep so if I sleep in one day, I failed. Like
1: that's start over day one again yeah and that's like that's why i will say like there's like challenges like the 75 part do i think that's like kind of intense yes do i think like all the core values of what makes it the 75 hard is good yes do I, I strive to do i strive to do like a three-mile walk and an exercise every day. those are the two workouts right hydration is key everyone's chronically dehydrated so like let's all just like a moment a piece. take a sip of water if you're listening because you're dehydrated i can tell you right now literally just
0: sip your water
1: because let me laugh. tell you i <laughs> love the 75 hard but i've also seen like the 75 soft or whatever and i'm like that's where it's at because it's not about bullying yourself into being better mm-hmm. it's about being kind to yourself enough to allow you to have space to be better because if you're continuously mean to yourself girl you're not getting anywhere like dudes you're not going to get anywhere by just being mean to yourself you need to have that space for empathy mm-hmm. and that space for kindness to say yeah i know what we effed up today and it is what it is like i, I messed up okay like it's starting in the like it's life life yeah. is not perfect you are not perfect and you need to stop acting like you're supposed to be and when you're able to exist in that space it makes it a lot easier to take better care of yourself regardless of what's coming at you
0: yeah so well like it's what i always try to remind myself whenever i get i'm like one day of not working out or five days of not working out i'm not gonna die like yeah. it's not gonna backtrack just the that you worked out all your progress yeah like uh, but i see all over tiktok i'm like the successful people don't take a day off successful people don't sleep you know eight hours i'm like i'm tired okay i need to sleep eight hours. and that's the thing is i think what is what is your
1: definition of success because for me, it's not having all the money. For me, it's it's feeling full of memories, full of empathy, full of kindness for myself and others, and full of joy, and full of well, like rest, like good sleep, quality, <laughs> okay? And so, like, for someone, grinding to the 25 might be great, but, like, for me, I want to live as much life as I can by 25, mm-hmm. not just make the money to then be able to do it. Right. Like, if I have to live paycheck to paycheck and have... be able to say like i've been to europe i've been to all 50 states whatever that is like Mm -hmm. and if if your goal is to grind like that great But again like i said what you're doing to get to that goal is it making more complicated or complementary to your life Mm -hmm. so i definitely think that's up to you but nine times out of ten the hustle culture does not adequately support a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. you're just kind of faking it till you make it and one day you're going to get burnt out and crash and I'm really sorry for the day
0: that comes because it's hard to bounce back. You're always able to bounce back, but it's definitely a lot harder. It's hard. No, I <laughs> noticed like the more I I try to do like the, the grind and like everything, like I'm burning out and it's like faster and faster each time. Mm-hmm. It's like your
1: body holds memory and it's gonna it's gonna tell you when it
0: can't. Yeah, it was crazy because like I've been doing cause I'm 20 now and when I was eighteen and out of school because I was like, I'm not gonna go to college. I was like, I have to work really hard to get into the career that I want. And so I was like, I was going and we're grinding and I'm doing it. And then it's like, it was like, I was able to go for like a month like that. And then it was like a few weeks. And now it's down to like a couple days. And if I don't give myself a break, I will burn out and then I'll fall into like a depressive episode and I'll get sick. And mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, you're, it's funny how often your body will react physically
0: if
1: it is not being taken care of. Just as much as you feel stronger, well rested and healthier when you're eating even one more vegetable a day than you normally do Mm -hmm. and drinking one more cup of water than you normally do, it's going to feel 10 times worse when you're going off five hours of sleep, when you're going off of not even doing your laundry. Your your room feels messy. You know, like it's just, do you value yourself enough to take care of yourself? Mm -hmm. Which is why mental health is so freaking important. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not higher value for yourself to prioritize, it's going to fall
0: lower on the totem pole and it's going to, it's going to kick you, <laughs> kick you on the butt and it's not going to be fun. Yeah. I, it's, it's, when I started like doing research into mental health problems, manifesting into physical health problems, it oh. baffled me, like I had no idea the brain could work like that and mm. that.
1: It's crazy to see like, even like on the anxiety level like how that manifests physically for so many people with nausea, headaches, migraines, yeah, literal vomiting. Like it's just, and I, I'm very thankful that I have it at that point, but like I've been stressed to the point of like not wanting to eat mm-hmm. or eating too much. Like it is a spectrum. You yeah. are usually, if you don't try a healthy middle, you're going to swing from one end to the other consistently mm-hmm. like a pendulum. And it's just the, there's no, it's not a coincidence that your physical body and your mental body are so connected.
0: It's just not. No, I remember in middle school, I, and this was like, before I got into therapy, so like I was stuffing all my trauma and anxiety, and I didn't know I had anxiety, I didn't know I had depression, didn't know about my ADHD, like all this stuff, and I, in middle school, specifically 7th and 8th grade, I was going to the emergency room every other month Mm. for stomach problems, for a six-week migraine, my first panic attack that I had, I didn't know what it was but it was gave me a seizure and then I blacked out because it got Mm -hmm. so intense and we thought I was like dying they were like yeah I had a brain tumor or something they're like what the heck but they couldn't find anything ever because it was my freaking anxiety (laughs) yeah like some people with that level of anxiety like think they're
1: having a heart attack like it's just insane like when is there going to be enough evidence that your mental health is just as important as mm-hmm. your physical health, regardless of what that looks like? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, if you're mentally healthier, you're a lot happier with how you physically
2: look without changing anything.
0: Mm-hmm. That's Fun fact. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's a good point because I feel like it's always based on that healthy equals the aesthetic, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, if you're skinny, you have abs, you have a nice butt, like you look good in a swimsuit, then you're healthy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And I think that's like, so, I think for every person, like, your your mental and emotional walk is different for each of us. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's a very religious person, I say very. Like, it's a very high-value part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I also am a person who's not going to tell someone, like, oh, you're only going to be healthy if you do your Bible studies. If you go not church, like, your relationship with your spirituality is on you, mm-hmm. and the people around you are willing to have those awesome conversations, or not have them. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, like, I feel way better when I've, like, the day after therapy, I go to therapy every two weeks, because that's what I can afford. Mm-hmm. Also, just a reminder, a lot of insurances cover therapy. So, like, go to psychologytheday.com, search therapist, and filter it with your insurance, and you can, like, co-pay. That's mm-hmm. a really good time. Um, go to therapy, everyone. <laughs> we love we love my therapist. Her name's Diane. Diane is a queen. Okay, um, But sh- I, like, I tell you, like, every day, I do them on Mondays. And the Tuesday following, I feel like a bossy. Like, a mm-hmm. bossy, you know, like, I am the baddest girl there.
2: Yeah.
1: I haven't lost any weight. Nothing's different, you know, but, like, I feel better because that weight on your shoulders is gone mm-hmm. and it's like the same feeling of being vulnerable with a friend right like you know those late night conversations and it just gets real
2: yeah
1: and the next day you're like i feel way better because i talked about it uh-huh. it's just like that in itself or like for me like i'll do my bible study in the morning and i'm like when i can because i'm not perfect but when i can i do and it's crazy how even then just like re-evaluating your value mm-hmm. therapeutically spiritually whatever that looks like for you it's like oh you know it's not that bad actually like i'm actually pretty cool the way i'm at yeah. you know and so like i just can't emphasize enough like getting right with your brain is pivotal and feeling like you're getting right with your body mm-hmm. because if you hit your brain your brain's gonna hit your body it is what it is
0: i want everything that you've said tonight i want it all on a shirt and <laughs> I, want, I need some merch. I need some Kaylee merch, okay? No,
1: that's <laughs> one day. One day, one day right now, you guys are just going to get TikToks. Seven. occasional Instagram posts. Beautiful. Let me tell you, a lot of it has come from really great resources. Um, but it's taken me a long time to get here. So let me tell you, it's not a, it's not a short process, but I'm going to tell you, it's really worth it. So
0: <laughs> Beautiful. So I know that you wanted to talk about... Um, a lot of people in the fitness community and in the health and well-being community are lacking a lot of knowledge on how to properly lose weight how to properly gain weight Mm -hmm. how to all do that and so i know it definitely a big part is mental health um Mm -hmm. what would you say are some other things that we're lacking knowledge on and how to make the process easier
1: yeah I, i mean i think if i were to like crash course wellness right like i definitely think there's some points and a lot of what I'm going to say is universal, but also very much focused on obesity related awareness. If we all don't know, obesity is actually personally and scientifically been defined as a genetic disposition. Okay. If you struggle with obesity, it is not your fault. Stop letting everyone tell you it is. It is a medical condition. You were born with more fat cells than the average human being. Therefore you naturally struggle. To minimize those fat cells because we cannot lose fat cells. You can just shrink them. So if you have lived your whole life thinking you're fat and it's your fault, stop. Let's just, let's just like beat that out of your head right now. It is not your fault. And that was just a life changing thing for me.
2: I'm mind blown like,
1: right now. Yeah. Wow. It was insane. If you ever want to watch a documentary that like you learned a lot, it's called Weight of the Nations. Okay. Super good documentary. Um, I'm a real bit. I turned 21 and I just became like the podcast documentary girly. Don't know what happened to me, but I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and a lot of what I'm talking about, I learned at my boarding school as well. Like I, I'm never going to take the credit. Like they have amazing resources and amazing book clubs and things like that, that like have just given me so much of what I know based off of the obesity aspect. Um, but what I'm about to say kind of applies to everything. Cortisol levels, that's the stress hormone, mm-hmm. right? So meditation, prayer, breath work, pivotally important. Like if there's a reason people tell you to take a deep breath when you're freaking out. Okay. Because it works with your parasympathetic nervous system. It is one of the few things we have control over in our entire nervous system, which involves lowering our heart rate and creating less cortisol. And cortisol is what gets your body into fight or flight, right? So when your body is a fight, it is going to hold on to every calorie 10 times harder than if it was in a relaxed state. So the more stressed you are, again, stress happens. It's life y'all like I get it, (laughs) but the less you handle or talk through that stress, Mm -hmm. the body remembers, like I'm saying, and I've just seen a huge increase. It's funny. Like there's cortisol, right? And so it's like, man, if I'm doing all these other things, I'm going to tell y'all, and I'm still not like losing weight, weight the way I want, or like my just feeling like, not good. I look back at my week and I'm like, how was like my prayer time or like my deep breath work time and like my meditation time? Like, how was that? Because if that's lacking, I can almost pinpoint that that was why my body's not doing as well. And that kind of ties in with like mental health and therapy. Cortisol is lower. Your body's not going to be in the fight or flight anymore. And it's not going to hold on so tight to calories because it doesn't think it's going to starve. Step one. <laughs> I will personally say, I am not going to give you a specific diet. I'm not going to give you like intermittent fasting, cold 30 and whatever. Like if it works for you, do it. I'm not, I'm not the diet police here, but I will say just a well-rounded day of eating. is insane because like I said, fight or flight for your body, right? If it thinks that it is having to hold on to whatever it can, because it doesn't know what it's going to eat next because you're not eating consistent meals. It's gonna be a lot harder to lose your weight mm-hmm. and it's gonna burn the food a lot faster if you try to gain weight because it's freaking out and so three meals a day two snacks i think that's like the perfect game plan for people and i totally recommend and again the meals you're eating how nutrient dense are they you know like three hamburgers is a lot different than a rice bowl and like egg whites and toast or like a protein waffle or like even just a smoothie in the morning like Let's get some nutrient dense stuff it there. <laughs> and there's so many yummy recipes to make the vegetables not taste like vegetables or taste gross. So <laughs> the days are over where you can make excuses that we just don't like a vegetable. Try cooking it a different way and then get back to me. Again, some like asparagus. Grow. I don't think I'm ever gonna get fully behind it, but like it is what <laughs> it is. But I guarantee you, there's a way that you're gonna like a vegetable a lot more. So we've got well-rounded meals and stress. Third one is hydration. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think we're all chronically dehydrated. So like, you don't have to do the whole gallon of water a day thing. Like that is great. But let me tell you, I've done it and it's hard. Kudos to you if you can do it. But if I can get half a gallon done in a day, it's like been perfect <laughs> for me. And it's going to sound best, but like everyone's told you ever, like base your hydration off your pee. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And so hydration, meals, cortisol. The last one is sleep. I think it is insane how people forget how important sleep is like that is your time for your body on a molecular level to heal itself mm-hmm. did you know that your brain is firing new pathways in its sleep and healing and storing away memories in your run of sleep Really? and if you're not sleeping long enough you're not getting your friend's sleep and that immediately affects your mental health as well fun fact and so Sleep is your body's time to balance out those cortisol levels, balance out the stress of your day, balance out your physical exhaustion. And if you're not giving your body enough time to rest and and good rest, like blackout curtains, good rest, white noise machine. Like I'm an old woman. Like if you could see me right now, I've got like one of those hatched sleep alarms. I was like, a little on the priser side, but like the best thing I've ever bought in my life because it does like the sunrise a lot. I've got like blackout curtains on my windows because I live in an apartment. It's rough, let me tell you, in an apartment. Um, But like sleep, guys, like it's... uh, I could go on a whole rant about sleep. But I would would say those things. Hydration, sleep, well-rounded meals, at least consistent ones. Don't have to be well-rounded because eating isn't always for the health. Sometimes it's... And ice cream for the mental health okay yeah it, like no judgment
2: yeah
1: so those are definitely my like long-winded answer to i think that's something that people forget all those things a lot they never talk about all of them at
0: once right so love that and i love the little the thrown in there at the end that it's not eating isn't always for health sometimes you just gotta mm-hmm. indulge like last night i was having a bad night okay like full mental breakdown so I went to Target. I got chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know
1: how much better that made me feel? So much better. I had a mini Oreo Blast Sonic yesterday so I was stressed. Okay. Oh, like, it is what it is. And it's, it's better for you to feel good. Mm-hmm. There's a balance. Oh, my Lord. Like, if people could stop being so restrictive, I think you'd feel better about yourself in general mm-hmm. because you're not telling yourself you're bad all the time. Right. You're telling yourself it's okay. Yeah. We're good. Let's yeah. call it a break even, you yeah. know? So, eat the Oreos if you really need to, but like eat them in moderation.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: just saying. That's... Like, I have Oreos in my home. It, <laughs> they're my go to. Yeah. But I allow myself to eat the serving size, and then I call it a day as best I can. Right. Well, then it's all about you're... balance. Do I always eat the serving size? No. No. That's where the empathy comes in. You gotta be kind to yourself, guys. <laughs> so.
0: Well, and I feel like that, that everything in moderation is like as long as you're not eating like the entire package of Oreos every day, yeah, you're fine. It's okay,
1: right? <laughs> exactly. Like, and if you're on a macro journey, Jello is my best friend. Oh, okay. Like, Jello is like 10 calories for like two cups of it. Okay. And like, I'm a huge fan of volume eating. Like, I'm not one of those girls where I like I need a granola bar and i like, good. Mm-hmm. Like, I need, like, I need nutrient-dense, high-volume food. Like, I'm shoving as much, like, cauliflower rice mixed in with my normal rice to, like, get volume. Or, like, egg whites with my eggs. So there's more to it, so.
0: Because I know, I remember, I tried, so I've struggled with eating disorders so badly. And I remember every time I tried to do, like, a calorie deficit or mm-hmm. anything that was restrictive it just like instantaneously spiraled into just not eating at all mm-hmm. and i was like oh no this is not good
1: yeah and, and that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna say to everyone you know is it's just like fine what works for you
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know like for me like that calorie counting keeps me accountable right because I struggle with a little more of the binge eating side of things. Right. You know, and and self-monitoring is only as effective, as honest as you are with it. Because
3: mm-hmm.
1: you can lie to make the numbers work, <laughs> but then the calories it, it is, it is what it is. So you might as well like, be honest. Because right. if I'm having a heartbeat and I look back and I'm like, I didn't lose as much as I was kind of like shooting for, or, like what was going on that is only as valuable as honest as you were that week mm-hmm. you know and, and so for me calories are helpful but like i've told other people please do not count your calories
2: mm-hmm.
1: let's let's weigh what you're eating based off how nutrient it's it looks sweet mm-hmm. like let's make it like, like make your goals work for you like i said like counting for me is complementary because it keeps you accountable mm-hmm. for you it's complicated yeah. and that is totally okay but it's finding that middle ground of like yeah, my goal this week is to eat till I'm at a healthy level of full. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? My goal this week is to fit in two new vegetables I haven't done, or like two vegetables at a meal that I've consistently eaten. And so I think you'd be surprised. There's this girl on TikTok and I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she was really cool, like good at intuitive eating because she said she would eat what she needs and then add what she, like she'd eat what she wants and add what she needs. And so, like, let's say I want, I don't know, like a cheeseburger kind of vibe, right? That's what I want. So I I would make my own cheeseburger. Sometimes I've seen, if you make your own meal, it's way less calorie gross for you. Mm. It's just, it is what it is. It's less processed, whatever. And then I would add vegetables on the side, Mm. you know, or like whatever it was, Mm. or like low sugar ketchup, or like... Point is, there's so many intuitive ways to do it without counting the calories, if that is not helpful for you, because mm-hmm. we want this to be helpful for you. Right. So, and for some people, counting the calories is what makes it work, yes. and like me. But I will say it's not for everyone, and don't force yourself into the mold if it's not gonna benefit you and your mental health. Mm-hmm. That comes first.
0: Beautiful, I love that. Oh my goodness, so beautiful. um So, as someone who has seen so many of the sides of the fitness community and everything. What is, do you feel like one of the biggest lies that goes around to help with weight loss or meal prepping or like what's one of the biggest, like yeah. common lies that you've heard?
1: Um, I was actually inspired by the this one I've heard of the director of the boarding school, I mean, to say, but it's it's the well, you can do it because i can do it so you can do it because you are capable of doing it not because i did it i did what i did because i was capable of doing it and i think that's like oh that's a sub box right there in itself but it's like you are as capable as you let yourself be because i was someone for the longest time in my health and wellness journey where i would make excuses as to why i wasn't successful mm-hmm oh, well, my family stress is high, or I can't afford these groceries, or I'm just too busy for the gym, you know, whatever it is, right? It's like, well, if you're too busy for the gym, go on a walk when you have time, mm-hmm. you know, groceries, you know, Kaylee, maybe like you eat out a little less and then you can't afford groceries or like, and again, everyone's situation is different. But when you, you boil it down to these kinds of aspects of your health, it's like, you are as successful as you allow yourself to be, not because someone else was successful for themselves. Because as soon as you stop this game of comparison, it's insane how much you can get done when you stay in your lane, tuck your head down and just start chugging. And, and it's almost hypocritical because over COVID, like I gained almost all my weight back and, and I've been on this journey the past two years of getting back to where I was. And, and it's not, I didn't get to where I was the first time in the most healthy way and so in a weird way I'm so thankful I gained almost all my weight back because I'm now approaching it so much kinder to myself than I ever had before and I'm thankful that I I went through it the first time with the proper tools that I can now use with beneficial mental health and and honesty for myself and with myself Um, I'm just spinning out all the books but um, oh yeah (laughs) Grenade Brown. If you've never heard of her, she's the same researcher, right? She researches shame, and it's funny. She always says, as soon as I say that, everyone just like shuts up, like they get nervous. But it's really fun, I guess, when she's on a plane and they're like, "What do you do?" And she's like, "Oh, I research shame," and they're like, "Um, never mind, <laughs> disengaged," you know. But like in, in one of her books, um, *The Gifts of Imperfection*, she talks about vulnerability. And and I think that's where it comes into play is like how vulnerable and authentic are you willing to be with yourself and others, and so that's why I'm just constantly like the biggest lie, in the fitness industry world is you can do it because I can do it, no you can do it because you can do it, but you're only capable of doing this if you're honest and authentic with yourself while doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that would definitely be my uh, my red flag.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it because well, that, that's something it's like but i feel like that this is just like society in general is that constant comparison oh yeah for everything for looks for you know brain for academics for like everything all of it like
1: comparison is the thief of joy i i think i've heard that from somewhere someone like again, like a lot of what I'm saying is I've ingested or I've taken the time to learn. Like it's not just coming out of my brain, but I'll I'll repeat it because it's worked. <laughs> but like comparison is the is the death of joy. Like I, I firmly believe that in so many ways in your wellness journey. If you are looking, like if you're like let's say we're running a race, right, Emily, and you're you're two miles ahead of me and I'm getting pissed, right? My okay. is like, like she's beating me, and you're up there thinking I have never run this race in the snow. I'm this. We're still both running. Like that's what's important is we're in the race. We are running and we are doing our best. And so as soon as I stop comparing myself to how far ahead you are, and you start comparing yourself to how behind you are, suddenly we're both just two people chugging along doing the best we can. And and so that's something that I'm just constantly reminding myself is it's like emotionally, mentally, physically, I'm going to be a lot better if I stop comparing myself. And it's funny how comparison is a cultural thing too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: like it's even funny to watch like how in a different culture like people with more meat on their bones if you will are more attractive than the ones who don't have it and yeah. then over in america all these girls are trying to get as skinny as they can and it's like it's just funny Like, as you get older it means less and less to be physically the smallest you can be more and more how like emotionally and mentally aware are you like where are you at mentally you know and it's funny how when you're at a better spot mentally you usually end up in a better spot physically
2: right
1: because your brain is starting to love your body and it reciprocates and you're able to like really fine-tune these routines and these schedules that like work for you mm-hmm. and you're not hitting yourself through it mm-hmm. so yes. I completely agree Like comparison is so dumb yeah. I, I struggle with it too I yeah. like I didn't comparing myself to other people but it, it's the taking the time to go wait, pause, pause, friends. <laughs> is this about me or is it about them, or is it how I feel? I should be like
0: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, <and> I think <laughs> I think everyone compares, but I like that that also that cultural difference in the comparison because I feel like there's such a the the beauty standard has become such a mm-hmm. white skinny. It's, like, very European mm-hmm. features. And, I'm like, there's so many. Everyone's beautiful. And it's different yeah. everywhere. And I also think it's really interesting that, like, through different eras of, you know, life, there's been different. Because, like, you know, way back when, like, Renaissance era, like, all that, like, the, every, like, it was curvier women. And it was like, oh, are you eating? That means you have more mummy.
2: <laughs> oh, that's you're great.
0: larger? You're wealthy because you're not in a boat. Yeah. Heck yeah. Can we bring that back? Because, like, you're eating.
1: Them. I'd be thriving
0: if we were in that. <laughs> Let me tell you. And I love, I think one of the favorite things I've been seeing on TikTok is, like, going to museums and seeing, like, the sculptures and everything of, like, real mm-hmm. bodies and, and people are like, oh, right, like, I'm beautiful. This is beautiful. This is art. Yeah. Why are we oh oh ourselves? my
1: goodness as as a fine arts person, okay, I've done music and art all in my entire life, it is so much more, and, and I don't think the right words even entertaining, but like aesthetically pleasing for a piece of art to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So you're almost defiantly being a piece of art and telling your own story by not fitting the cultural mold of everyone else. Yeah. Like, like, let's think about it that way for a second. Like, I'm more interesting because I am just trying to be me instead of trying to be everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how fun would a museum be if every piece of art was exactly the same? Right. Not like, that's dumb. like that's no Like why? Like, like you, you know, you think, oh, like why would I even, why would I even go? But it's yeah. like, okay, well, that's the same thing. Like, I, I love the Mona Lisa painting, but someone else might be like, no, like, Starry Night's more my vibe. That's where preference comes in. That's why yeah. couples are
0: a thing. That's why some people don't like the people you like. Yeah. Because if everyone liked the same thing, it'd be kind of boring. They'd be kind of boring. <laughs> Just like if everyone was the same, it'd be boring. Yeah. Like, I love, there's that. No I love that. There's There's no authenticity.
1: There's yeah. no depth to it anymore.
0: No, I love the reference of, like, museum. Because, like, everyday people, like, you're like, yeah, I want to pay money to get these tickets to go to mm-hmm. this super famous museum. Because there's all these different pieces of art in it. Mm-hmm. not there's this one piece of art replicated a thousand times and that's all that's in this museum doesn't that sound so fun <laughs> like give me 50 bucks and you can go look at it give me 50 50 bucks to look at this one piece throughout the
1: whole building like right and this is funny because like so many artists like i i've had a couple of friends who are like sculptors and things like that like they're like i'm more interested in sculpting a curvy girl than i am a skinny one seven times out of ten Mm -hmm. because I I never want skinnier girls or non-curvy girls to feel like they don't have a place like you are important and you are
2: beautiful Mm -hmm. like
1: y'all look like freaking fairies like little fantasy pixies that are the cutest things on the planet like you are so (laughs) important and valued but it's like I feel like culturally in America like it's been so frowned upon to be curvy Mm -hmm. up until recently Mm -hmm. right and for some girls they're like I want to put on a little more weight so I'm not as small as i am you know like there is a spectrum mm-hmm. but i think that's what's so important is someone who has to pull from my experiences of always being on the other end of the spectrum of overweight is it's just interesting how i would be asked i'd be asked more than i thought i would be to be sculpted or whatever or painted because i had fun features mm-hmm. like many times an attendant artist is like you have beautiful eyes like let me paint them they're yeah. not caring about your weight mm-hmm. And and I think that's something you can apply to relationships too. Is like if someone is so focused on what you physically look like that they forget to look at the mental and emotional health of yourself, mm-hmm. is that a good relationship? Right. And then if you immediately parallel that too, do I have a good relationship to myself if all I'm focused on is how
2: I physically look? Mm-hmm.
1: That's mm-hmm. kind of toxic if you were to make that about a boyfriend viewing you, yeah. a girlfriend viewing you, a partner of any kind. Yeah. So like, why are you doing that to
0: yourself? That that's a, I I. Like, I, I used to do that. I still struggle with doing that. It's, like, and I think especially in, like, intimate situations with partners of, like, that stress of, like, oh, my God, they're going to see my roles. They're going to see my stretch marks. As, well, let's just not do anything then because, like, I don't want people to look Let's just close me. your eyes. Let's Everyone just close your eyes and hi. Everyone close hi. your eyes. Lights come on. Like, and even, like, even, well, oh, my God, when was it? Saturday. I went on a date. I was so stressed the whole time. Do I look okay? Do I look? Is it? Do I look? Is my shirt laying weird? Yeah. Here. Like, am I? And I was like, you're having fun. This dude's cracking jokes. Okay. That's all you should be like, focused on right now. Is he nice? Right. Like,
1: if you're on a date, I've already fought half the battle. Like, someone decided to go on a date. With you. Right? Like, <laughs> I was appealing
0: enough to get here. So, I'm,
1: clearly we're fine. Let's just take a breath, you know? But, like, oh, empathy for that. Because it's like, yeah. Like that is a universal human experience too. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a quote and I'll have to find it someday, but I may butcher it, but it's like, I'm not who I am. I am who I think you think I am. Mm -hmm. So if you break that down, right? It's like, and how do you flip that narrative? Like, I'm not who I am. I am in terms of functioning out of how I think other people think I should be. Mm And when we take the time to just cut all of that BS out and just work it on being you, which I haven't figured it out yet, you all know, so don't even <laughs> pretend that like I've got it figured out. But like, if you strive to start functioning that way, it's crazy how less you care. And you're just like, this is me and this is what you're going to get. I hope you like it If you don't. That's unfortunate. I'm a hoot and a half and I'm in a joy to be around. Yeah. You know, but it's like. It's so hard
0: to just not function under what you think other people expect out of you. Right. Yeah. I keep seeing these TikToks of like these. It's like the the person they're talking with is like, "Oh my god, I love your personality." And the person's like, "Thanks. It's yeah. yours. It's for you. <laughs> it's for you. Did it for you. <laughs> this is just for you." But then I'm like, I look into that and I'm like, "Oh my god, wait. I do that. I do that.
2: I'm like, shoot. Oh no.
0: Yeah."
1: i think that's just part of being a human you know i think that's just like a human concept but i mean i think there's something to be said about like the self-awareness to even know that you're doing that it's like a huge step right like okay yeah maybe like i can like level all these different kind of personalities i have for all these different people and like merge them into like one which is emily (laughs) and like i know you're not into the sarcasm but like i'm sarcastic you just gotta like that's i gotta own it like yeah I don't care that you think I'm too positive like that's just who I am <laughs> like I am not a negative Nancy I'm sorry like that's not me you know and so
0: self-awareness is so important yeah so beautiful so like I I love the whole range of everything that we've talked about tonight this has been one it's covered
2: all of
1: it, covered it's, it that's all. important for us not just calories and weight it's where's your heart at
0: yeah you know? beautiful so We have discussed a lot. Um, If everyone listening were to take away just like one thing, one big thing from this conversation, what would you want that to be?
1: It's not your fault. You're the way you are. Uh, Whether that's. You know, it's not your fault. You're the way you are, but it's your fault if you continue being the way you are. Mm -hmm. Because like, it's not my fault that I was born with obesity related Mm -hmm. genetics, Mm -hmm. but it is my fault if I have consumed the knowledge necessary to change or nicely and empathetically heal my body and choose not to, then it's on me. Mm -hmm. But if you, it's just awareness, like, and that's even like things and justice and politics and this and that, like, there's a quote, there's a Christian quote. Um, so interpret this, however you need to, if you're not a religious person, but for me, it speaks volumes is it's from CS Lewis. And he's like, it's better to not know Christ than to know how to act like I don't yeah. something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's just parallels to so many other things where it's like, it's better to not know how to care for myself than to know how to care for myself and not. Right because then that is on you and that is your responsibility and so i think that's the takeaways it's like it's not your fault but it is if you continue to act like you don't have
0: control over it right yeah no i love that whatever that looks like because like it's it's not your fault if you don't know something that's Mm -hmm. fine but if you this is my mom and i talk about this all the time because we don't like the word ignorance because if you look it up it's literally just not knowing something Mm -hmm. which is fine it's okay not to know something but then if you go out of your way to learn about it or you you know even just get educated in something and then you're like nah I still don't know I don't know that man I'm gonna pretend to not (laughs) see like then that in like my mind is where how the word ignorance is like connotated Mm -hmm. like that's where that comes in then
1: it's almost more of like pretending to be ignorant is like yeah. what it should be saying mm-hmm. it's just like but you can be ignorant but then as soon as you're pretending to still be ignorant it makes me want to punch you in the face yeah it like, makes me want to throat punch you like rebel wilson doesn't pitch perfectly like it's just not the same anymore like i no. can't handle someone and, and that's to myself like it's funny how like therapeutically like i'll just put it that way because it's like it's funny how often I can call myself out and be like, I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. Talking about right there just so I'm like, Diane, why am I still doing it? She's like, why? Let's talk about it. I'm like, ah. And then I like tell her and she's like, so you did know why? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, crap. You're, right. you're like, I Diane, don't
0: like call me out like that. <laughs> Diane, just
1: like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, I know. I know you didn't. <laughs> so I would definitely just say it wasn't your fault but it is if you continue to not act differently to support a positive beneficial change beautiful. whether that's health wellness or
0: not stunning that, that i feel like that's such a perfect note to end on because it, it reaches across so many so many different things yeah um okay well we'll had a B work. <laughs> beautiful stunning absolutely stunning well that's all of the questions that i have awesome um but thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge yeah
1: I I will talk forever it's it's passion so
0: I love it it's beautiful and I think hi okay so usually the guests I have on here are like people I don't know on Instagram I find like therapists and I find all that but the fun thing about you that the listeners don't know is that we know each other from Colorado yeah I I had a, a coming of
1: age crisis after my boarding school senior year, and I ran away to Colorado, and I found Emily. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like a lot of people do that. they run away to Colorado. It it wasn't a universal experience. After someone on TikTok made a TikTok about it, and I was like, oh, I don't have a unique anything.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, but Colorado's yeah, I like Italy. the
0: perfect. Sweet, yeah. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah, we worked at a a spa together. That was fun. It was
1: an adventure, <laughs> let me tell
0: you. <laughs> Just a little bit, and then COVID happened. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later, three years later. Right,
1: though. Really.
0: Well, well, thank you so much again. Um, I will be linking your Instagram, TikTok, all your things. So, awesome. If anyone wants to reach out, they can. I was going to say, I
1: um, I just recently got approved to do nutrition coaching and oh. personal training and all of that. I found my certifications for a few years, but I finally got platforms up and running so
0: if anyone ever wants to hunt me down for some help or even one-on-one stuff like just let me know so amazing well thank you so much um this will be up on wednesday so look out for it then but thank you so much no problem thank you have such a good night you too (laughs) (laughs) all right you stunning little humans um i hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i did I hope you learned so much, because I know I learned so much. Like, Kaylee was just constantly blowing my mind, um, with all her facts and everything that she had to share. I hope you took some good, uh, good stuff away from that conversation. I hope you are drinking some water right now, as we reminded you in that, uh, episode to drink your water. Take a little sip right now. Go ahead. Just take a little sip. You are probably dehydrated. I know I'm dehydrated, so I'm gonna go drink some water. Um... But yeah, I hope you learned something new or you related to this episode in some way, shape, or form. I hope you're having a wonderful day, um, whenever you're listening to this, and I hope you are getting through whatever you're going through right now. Um, I hope whatever you're carrying, I hope listening to this episode made it a little lighter, maybe a conversation with a friend, a new book, anything, um, I hope it gets lighter. I hope it gets easier to carry. And I love you so much. Okay. Um, big kisses. Mm -hmm. Um, I will be linking all of Kaylee's, uh, socials in the description of today's episode, including her Instagram and her TikTok. So, um, if you want to reach out to her, absolutely do that. Um, and then as always, I'll be linking my socials in the description of the episode as well as the description of the podcast. Um my personal and the Instagram for the podcast are always linked on those. So feel free to message me on any of those. Um to say hey, to talk through something. If you want to send me pictures of ducks, because I really like ducks as I've mentioned in other episodes, you know, feel free. Feel free to do any of that. But uh that is gonna be all for today's episode. I love you so 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 much if you haven't been told that yet today. Um I'm saying it now. I love you. You're amazing and wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Um, You're making it through another day. And that is incredible because that's not easy. So I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. And I will talk to you in the next episode.